Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how you doing? Happy Monday to you. Hope all is well in your world. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly. We had our second sacking of the season as Scott Booth was dismissed from his job at Birmingham City after just seven games in charge. Birmingham is still searching for their first win of the campaign. They're now searching for a new coach too. Scott Booth left the club in midweek. Arsenal hold on to top spot thanks to Miedema and McCabe. Here's Miedemar, a lovely turn to give us up the space to get the shot away and scores an Arsenal lead. And it's two more years of Super Sam as the Australian Sam Kerr extends her Chelsea contract until 2024. Spence at the chance, it's pushed away by Harahan and nodded in by, you guessed it, the acrobatic Sam Kerr. How does she do that? We'll also be chatting about the NWSL Championship game and looking ahead to the international break yet again. That come round quickly, didn't it? This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Jordan Nobbs and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening. So hope you enjoyed the weekend. Hope you enjoyed the WSL. Um... The last run before it all goes off on international break for the next couple of weeks again. My name's Shabannon for Faye uh, for the next wee while. And uh, pleased to say we've got Gemma Bonner, racing Louisville defender, former Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester City star on the phone with us tonight. Hi Gemma, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on because you're a busy lady at the moment. You're actually in the midst of some sort of marathon at the moment or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been joining Kev Sinfield. Um, he's actually still out running at the minute, so I feel a bit bad. Yeah. Kind of sat here at home. Um, he's just about, I think, nearly halfway through his 101 mile challenge in 24 hours. Oh um, my god! So I ran a bit through Nottingham with him earlier, and I'm going to rejoin him um, as he kind of gets near Leeds, probably around three, four a.m. in the morning. So you're going to go I'll out... do the last leg. Oh, fantastic! Good for you because yeah. that's going to be pretty Baltic at that time in the morning. So fair play to you, and fair play to him. Yeah, is this I the know. man who I did mean, seven marathons in seven days? Is that is this? It this... is. It is. Yeah, <gasps> the same guy. He's you know he's unbelievable. Mm. Um, 
he's in great spirits. Um, I think the problem they were having is trying to slow him down and keep him to the pace. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable cause. And I think they're nearly about around the 300,000 mark and how much money we've raised so far. So who's it's still it a long you, way to go. Who is it you're raising money for, Gemma? What's the cause? It's for the uh, Motor Neurone Disease Foundation and Rob, uh, Rob Burrow, Kev's yeah. obviously, he was his teammate at Leeds Rhinos and I've kind of known them since I was quite young. So I've always had such a close connection. Um, so when they asked me if I'd run kind of part of it with Kev, I was hugely honoured um, and humbled, to be honest. So for me to be able to kind of join in and it's been unbelievable. I think the support that the whole group, um, there's a lot of runners that are kind of joining at different points. Mm-hmm. And obviously Kev's kind of gone from start and he's, he's going to be going the whole way. It's, fa- um, it's fascinating, Gemma, because I actually heard an interview uh, talking up to this and um, mm-hmm. basically they were saying, you know, that w- when they planned this out, I think he has to do um, a certain amount of miles and then he has to walk for so many K, um, but he just pushes himself to whole new levels um, and, and how his mind works to make himself do that. But he's obviously doing it for his good pal, uh, who's not very well just now. So that's incredible stuff. And well done for you taking part as well and taking the time out to speak to us tonight as well in Women's Football Weekly. You're so one woman for one woman doing more than I am um, well done Gemma um, okay let's talk about the, the WSL at the weekend um, because it's been it's been hard hard lines I think for Birmingham over the, the last um, couple of seasons shall we say um, and they let go of Scott Booth um, just uh, midweek last week uh, the decision to sack Scott Booth has been made in the general best interests of the club that was according to general manager Sarah Westwood uh, she said I know how determined Scott was to succeed but unfortunately results have fallen short of our expectations with 15 games remaining we now feel it's the right time to make a change to give ourselves the best possible chance of climbing the table second bottom at the moment they've only taken one point from uh, seven games and then let go of Scott Booth and then on the weekend they faced Chelsea and uh, it was a bit of a battering ending up 5-0 so the interim manager being brought in is Darren Carter Uh, he's a former player for Birmingham and he most recently managed managed third tier uh, West Brom women as well Um, difficult times for Birmingham Uh, what's your thoughts on it all Gemma? Yeah I mean it's definitely difficult times and I think it probably has done for the past couple of years Um, in terms of the players and at the club there's been a lot that's going on Um, it was probably a surprise in terms of the sacking for for most people because I think he had a great kind of record behind him as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Birmingham have obviously made the decision and they're they're obviously wanting to put points on the board. Um, but I think it's it's probably difficult as a player, um, and that you know you can see the fight that's still within the squad. Um, they've still got a lot of experienced players within there, although it is a very young team. Mm-hmm. Um, the likes of Marie Harihan, Christy Murray. You know, they've been around, they know the league. Um, so I think the younger players will probably be leaning on them in this time period. Because um, going through a transition with a manager's change, it, it's not necessarily an easy one, and particularly for the young and experienced players they've got. Um, but yeah, they've got the new manager coming in. Um, the club have obviously made the decision, which they, they want to move forward with it. And they've brought someone in who's who knows what it means to represent Birmingham. He's, he's kind of come through. Um, he's had the coaching experience away from it and he's he's now been given 
given the job of trying to get points on the board with the team that he's got. Yeah, and he's also bringing back in Marcus Bignot, who previously managed Birmingham Women for quite some time. Um, so he's coming back in as coaching staff as well. We actually spoke to uh, Blues captain Louise Quinn just last week, and we actually asked her about the situation at the club. Here this is. Louise, I want to speak to you about your experience um, because you have been representing the WSL for a long time. Uh, you were in Italy um, for a year or so there and now you're back. Um, I want to ask you about the difference between top tier uh, and the WSL being Arsenal, where you were for quite a long spell of time, uh, and then to Birmingham because we know that the investment is is very different. Um, how is that personally for you? Um, yeah, it is. It's a it's a big change. Um, I suppose even going from Arsenal and then over to uh, Fiorentina in Italy, mm. again that kind of that was a, a different change of of the level of professionalism for sure. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a bit different, bit different over there. The club or the the league is still deemed amateur, mm. um, which will be changing next season. Um, but you did really kind of guess. Yeah, get a little bit of a taste of that of of kind of the difference of of step up. Still, you know, still massive quality. Um, you know, and you can see that as well. Even in the in the national team, the Italian national team, there's there's fantastic players there. But in terms of just kind of getting the backings from the from the clubs, that definitely needs to step up. Um, you know, and then yeah, coming coming to Birmingham. Obviously, I I wasn't in the league last year, so mm. I kind of. I didn't get to kind of see what was going on in Birmingham firsthand, but obviously, you know, heard heard what was going on. Um, and then obviously coming into Birmingham, you want to make sure that a lot of those wrongs were made right. Um, you know, and you can definitely, you can see it happening. But for me personally as well, that, you know, for playing national team, playing Arsenal, I'm always trying to push that and, and make it better. And I think that's what always all female footballers are trying to do is to, is to make things better for, you know, obviously the current squad, but then what's to come? Um, yeah. You know, so for me, there's, there obviously still is, you know, a long way to go. And, and there's definitely eyes, you know, eyes are on Birmingham for that. And I think, and you know, I think that's important because the WSL is, is setting levels. And to me, it is the best league, you know, in the world, to be honest. And, you know, it's, everyone has really kind of got to step up to that place because the quality around is, is fantastic. Birmingham City captain Louise Quinn, she was on with us last week. Gemma Bonner uh, on with us tonight as well. And we're going to introduce now sports journalist Tom Gary from The Telegraph uh, to look at this in a bit more detail. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good evening to you both. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, listen, Tom, we actually worked together on this story uh, last season when we brought to light everything that was going on with Birmingham City. And... Uh, I wonder if there's a little bit more going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of when it comes to Scott Booth. Uh, we heard Louise Quinn saying there that um, she were hoping wrongs were going to be made right when it came to joining Birmingham. Have wrongs been made right or are we still in a very similar situation to last season? No, uh, unfortunately, from the information that I have that for, from, from a few of the players and their representatives, the the situations that, that, that you and I raised and, uh, and others last season around Birmingham's off-field provisions are not fully resolved yet mm. as far as I'm aware. There have been some small improvements but I think there's still a lot of outstanding issues that uh, that are not we're not seeing at other WSL clubs when it comes to some of the real basics of, of professional provisions and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people around the club were quite shocked and surprised by the sacking of Scott Boo because they don't really feel that, that he was the problem at the club. The problem mm. The wider problem at the club and the reason they are where they are in the table is because they, they're operating on 
what we understand to be the lowest budget in the WSL by, by quite some distance, which, which inevitably is going to make things challenging for whoever yeah. comes in charge at the club. Well, that's it. Do, you, do we think, like, this is speculation completely, but Scott Booth maybe went against the grain of the board uh, and was maybe raising, you know, things aren't good enough? Because bear in mind, he had a long career at Glasgow City and won six, uh, six leagues there in a row. And I know Glasgow City very well. And it's a, you know, that's a, a very classy club and they look after their players uh, very well. So perhaps him coming to the WSL and expecting more, you know, from a full-time club and not getting that might have been an issue for him. Well, I do know um, that Scott ha- had been pushing for, for positive improvements as much as he could. I'm not, I'm not aware of any big falling out necessarily between mm-hmm. Scott and the board. But what, what the indication that I have had from, from several sources around the club is that the, there is an expectation among some of the senior staff of field at the club that they, that they should be much higher up the league than they actually are, which um, I think a lot, a lot, a lot, everyone I've spoken to in the WSL in the last four or five days seems to think is, is quite naive because... Um, certainly, on on with the budget constraints and with the the kind of the level of resource that, that the club have at their at their disposal, I think I think if they were to stay up this season, that would be working wonders, quite yeah. frankly. Um, and yes, one point from seven games is not a great return, but they were outside of the relegation zones. So I think certainly within the camp, there was a real feeling that that they were they were achieving their their target as things stood, and 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 that's one of the reasons why. The, the news last week came as such a surprise. Myself and a journalist at the BBC, Emma Sanders, broke, broke the story at the same time. And we were finding that we were telling players of the news. That there yep. were people in the squad who were learning it from us, which was to the players quite a shock that, that it happened in that way yeah I heard that as well actually from a couple of players that, that they found out through Twitter uh, kind of thing and seeing the news breaking from journalists such as yourself so it's a shame I think I think um, what you're alluding to there uh, Tom is uh, clarifying what I'm thinking that not much has changed at Birmingham which is just a shame for the players uh, that after all of the investigation from the FA that they're still not really getting that treatment they're expecting I would imagine Scott Booth would be looking to invest in the, the January transfer window and I imagine that got vetoed as well because uh, they're cash strapped, uh, to say the least. Um, Tom, thank you very much. Were, were you at the game uh, on Sunday, the f- the five nil win for Chelsea? Uh, no, I was I was at uh, Manchester United against Arsenal, but uh, but keeping an eye on on Chelsea Birmingham on on the FA player. Um, but I was watching Arsenal's quite quite impressive win there to maintain their unbeaten run at the top of the table it's, it's lovely stuff uh, I feel for Birmingham uh, they're a very strong club great players in there uh, a good team of women uh, in that club and uh, something's not right and Darren Carter's got a job in his hands as the interim manager bringing in Marcus Bignot as well Tom uh, who managed Birmingham City women for quite some time is it saying something that they're bringing in somebody of old who might understand the club and the board's expectations I think so. I think it's a it's a bit of an unusual situation in the sense that um, Marcus Bignot yeah, is 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 in what what's been described as a supporting role, so not as the head coach, um, but at the same time, you know, he's he's the man with the kind of experience of of, of this league and, and of managing in this league. Obviously, came in as an interim manager last year and, and helped keep Aston Villa in the in the WSL. It's not quite clear, yet, I think, how the dynamic's going to work with. Big not and Carter, um, but what what is clear is that Darren Carter is a real fan favourite at Birmingham City. Mm-hmm. Um, he's somebody who's hugely popular behind the scenes. He, 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 for those who don't know much about Darren Carter, he scored the winning penalty to send Birmingham City's men to the Premier League for the first time in, in 2002 when he wow. was only 18 years old. Oh, so wow. 
sort of written himself into a club legend in that regard. But how much he knows about the Women's Super League, I guess, remains to be seen. We're going to find out. I think it'd be a hugely difficult job. Um, and I think what Birmingham will find particularly difficult is that we're expecting Leicester to, to invest quite a bit of money in the yeah. January transfer window. So um, I think there is the, if Birmingham are hoping that they can simply just get a, maybe get a, a result in the December fixture against Leicester and that that might be enough to keep yeah. them above above the drop zone. I think that's, that could be proved to be a little bit difficult. OK, uh, Tom Gary, uh, sports journalist at Telegraph, thank you so much for your time tonight and let's hope things pick up for Birmingham City. Uh, Gemma Bonner with us as well tonight. Gemma, what would you do if you were in that situation as a player at Birmingham? That must be tough. Yeah, I mean, it's very tough, um, especially hearing that some of the players unfortunately found out through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all you can do as a player is is kind of stick together as a group because, you know, you've you've got your teammate either side of you and ultimately you're the ones in the dressing, gra- in the dressing room and in the training ground working day in, day out and, and going out at the weekend to perform. So I think, you know, like I said before, there's a few players within the squad that will probably be used by the other players to lean on and, and really kind of keep the group together. Um, I think bringing Marcus Bignock back, he obviously knows what the club's about um, and he can probably use his experience and and hopefully kind of, you know, steady the ship a little bit. Um, okay. But of course, as a player, it, it's hard um, and it's, you know, it must be, there's probably a lot of emotions going on. Um, everyone will kind of cope and, and deal with the, with the news differently because um, I think for... For many, it'll have been very unexpected. Yeah. Chelsea 5, Birmingham City 0 uh, without their new manager, but they've now got Darren Carter in the interim as well. We'll keep you posted and all things that uh, as the show goes on. And well done, by the way, to Sam Kerr. A hat-trick, a bat-flip, uh, celebrating a new contract at the WSL. She's been just outstanding this season as well. Uh, and Fran Kirby getting her 100th goal for Chelsea as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. Racing Louisville's Gemma Bonner is with us tonight. And coming up next, we're going to chat through the rest of the weekend's WSL action. Good evening, how are you? This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. It's brilliant. My name's Shabana Hearn, in for fake and others, and Racing Louisville's Gemma Bonner is uh, with us across the show for the night. And don't forget, if you miss any of the shows or you want to listen to anything again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app, so you can download that right now while you listen to us. Uh, let's get back now uh, and have a look at the weekend's Women's Super League action with now. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. And Gemma Bonner is with us tonight. Gemma, it was Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Now, I had a sneaky little feeling going into the weekend, possibly. Uh, it might have been another point for Arsenal from that game, uh, just to keep things really, really interesting. And of course, they've had Champions League midweek and really competitive football uh, from the beginning of the season. Um, and a huge blow also for Arsenal this week and for England. Leah Williamson is out with a hamstring injury for the next few months. So, um That'll be a huge loss to Arsenal. Can that change their season? Um, yeah, look, Leah's had a fantastic season so far. And, you know, it's such unfortunate timing for, for both her club and for country. Um, and I really do hope she she has a quick recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, she'll be a huge loss to, to Arsenal. But I think you've seen, like you've said, they've had so many games um, with the Champions League and, and the league. 
um, that they've shown the quality and the depth of the squad that they've got. Um, you know, you see that Leah doesn't play, but she's replaced by Jen Beatty. And, you know, there's not many, not many squads that can replace a like-for-like -like player with that, that amount of quality. So um, I think Arsenal have, you know, obviously they've been flying high this season. They're full of confidence and they, they have managed to rotate the players yeah. um, in terms of resting and managing game time. And, you know, I can't see it being affecting them too much just purely because of, of the quality that they have got, like Jen Beattie, who, who stepped straight into the shoes that Leah's left. Absolutely. Jen Beattie has had our wee moments with injuries as well and back problems. Lotta Wibben-Moy is another replacement for for Leah Williamson. She was very good yesterday as well. Um, and that back line would be maybe the only shaky part of, of Arsenal without Leah Williamson being there? Yeah, I mean, she's obviously, she's a huge leader. Um, and obviously you need her, those kind of players at the back and her personality and the way she kind of starts off Arsenal's attack. She's she's a huge part of the way that they play. Um, but I think there's enough enough leaders in the squad and, and around them mm. um, that can kind of manage the moments in games. Um, and you've also, the style of play that they've got, you know, they've got Steph Catley, another international that's coming in, Katie McCabe. And there's so many players, I think, with Arsenal, you can't just probably focus on one, one player or a few players in particular because all over the pitch, um, they've got players that can hurt you and, I think Arsenal have, have shown a real confidence this season and they've, you know, they've been playing some good football, but they've also been scoring direct and from the quality of set pieces. Um, so I think the way that, that Arsenal play and the players that they have, um, I, I can't see them losing too much momentum. Absolutely. Vivian Amidema, the only player to score against every team in the WSL, making a little bit of history uh, yesterday for herself and getting another record, which just never, ever seems to phase her whatsoever. She's like, yeah, another record, whatever. Um, <coughs> she, you know, she's just so cool about it all. And still unbeaten. She is. I mean, yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah. No, what an unbelievable player mm. she is. And mm. and she's so young too. Um, I mean, how clever she is, a movement. Um, and she's just a world-class finisher. I think you've seen, I mean, the record there. She scored against every, every WSL team there is. Um, and probably every single team she's played against, she's probably scored against. Yeah. Um, I think that shows how good she is. And she's a kind of player that can create something from nothing. Absolutely. Um, whether it's kind of dribbling through players or you've seen her, how she can strike from from far out. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a huge asset to, to Arsenal. And I think so far they've, they've done well in terms of they've managed to give her a little bit of a rest as well. Um, she's not necessarily started and played every single minute in the past few weeks. Um, so I think she'll be crucial um, in Arsenal's season. Absolutely. And I remember speaking to, to Viviana Miedema last summer and she was hoping that Mana Wabuchi would come to Arsenal. And that's somebody we've not seen an awful lot of, but just a world-class player. I mean, she just changes the game and I'm hoping to see a little bit more of Mana Wabuchi uh, when she comes back from injury as well. But Arsenal sitting top of the table, 22 points uh, closely behind uh, Chelsea on 21 points. And then it's Brighton with 15 points, still sitting in third despite the shock result of the weekend, Reading to Brighton nil. Um, Reading can be that team, can't they? They can just kind of sometimes spring into action and come out of nowhere. And when Natasha Dewey can get that service, she can be damaging, can't she? Oh, she can. I mean, Reading have obviously been building and they had a few changes in the off-season. And I think, like you said, that result was probably a bit of a shock to everybody because of how well Brighton have been doing. But 
you know, Redden have, have obviously signed Natasha Dahlia and she's been a, a huge signing for them and you give her chances in the box and she'll score them. Um, so I think that, that'll have been a huge result for Redden. Um, Birmingham, uh, Brighton, sorry, will have been probably disappointed to drop the points. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a fantastic season they're having so far. And obviously they've got Hope Powell as manager. So I think it's showing what... What a great job she's been doing. I think she's been building. Um, if you remember a few years ago when they first came into the league, I think she deserves an enormous amount of credit for, for what she's built. Um, and there's not been too many changes kind of or signing of players. She's kind of built year on year. And I think that's showing this season that the philosophies and the players that she's has, they're really coming together and and being a force in the league. Tough couple of uh, fixtures ahead of them. They've got Manchester United and Arsenal uh, when they return from the international break, but sitting third in the table uh, with 15 points and Spurs just behind on 14 as well. Let's talk about Manchester City and Aston Villa because looking into this fixture, the pressure was on Gareth Taylor uh, and Aston Villa were above them in the table uh, at the weekend and that all ended in tears for Aston Villa and uh, Manchester City whooped them 5-0. Um, Aston Villa shown strength in the first half defending well and then it all just fell to bits um, from half time yeah I mean I've, I keep getting asked you know what's happened at Man City and I think I said last week that the players at Man City have still got their t- they're too good and mm. I still believe they'll still be challenging at the top come towards the end of the season and I think obviously it was it was a tough first half for them, um, but definitely for them to go out in the second half and and score the goals. Um, I see Haley Rasso coming off the bench and making yeah. a huge impact, scoring I think scoring two and assisting it was. Um, I think you know that'll give them a huge amount of confidence and and they know within the group um, they've got the players there. Um, it was probably just about get, getting that result, um, particularly before the international break. Um, I know that'll have kind of really settled um, and they can regroup now, go away on international and come back and I know they'll be raring to go again. Yeah, we, myself and producer Flo have been saying it every show after they have had a win. Is this the win to kickstart the season? Hopefully that was the win uh, to kickstart the season for uh, Manchester City, uh, beating Villa 5-0 and tougher, tougher Villa as well because that would have been the ideal time uh, to face City and get it right or try and get a point from that game. Uh, but that puts Villa now down to 10th in the table and City up to 7th. So major improvement for them. Uh, that was a look back at some of the weekend's Women's Super League action with now. And don't forget with a now sports membership, you can stream the biggest moments from the Women's Super League as well as the Premier League and Formula One all without a contract. All you have to do is search Now Sports. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. Coming up, we're going to chat through the rest of the WSL and reflect on the NWSL Championship game. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening. Hope you had a lovely weekend, by the way. It's Shabamadi here, in for Fake It Others on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Former Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City defender Gemma Bonner is with us tonight. And Gemma, we need to go through uh, the rest of the WSL from the weekend. A good win for Everton. Uh, his second win under Jean-Luc Vasseur um, and left it to the last minute again. Well, 81st minute, uh, thanks to Simone McGill. Do you think things are going to change for their season? Can you see Everton heading up the leaderboard? Yeah, I think it was a much needed win for Everton, first and foremost. Um, I think they I was really impressed with the recruitment that they had in the off season. Um, and I think bringing um, the manager that they have in, he's used to win and he knows what it takes to win. Um, and I think this result was a huge one for them. And you see the players that they've got within the squad, um, the likes of young Hannah Benison, you know, what a player she is. And she obviously had a, a part to play in the goal that they scored. Um, so I think for them, it'll probably, again, giving them a boost of confidence before the international break. Um, but yeah, I, I'd expect to see them picking up more results now. Um, I think it was unfortunate for Willie Kirk because he, he's such a great manager. And yeah. I think bringing so many new signings in, maybe they didn't gel as quick as they'd have liked. Um, so I think now the more that they play together, the, the quality of players that they have got um, and this result will have definitely given them something to build on. Let's talk about Leicester as well, because again, it's nice to see a club coming up and getting into the WSL and pumping in the money, um, but they're not getting much luck at the moment. I suppose it's a different level of competition when you move up a league. Uh, they are defending well, but not much else. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, it's great for women's football. And I think teams like Leicester are coming in, they're showing they're ambitious. Um, they're on the unfortunate end of some results at the minute. But I think that's to be expected in terms of where they are as a club in the league. Um, and I think as as long as they can kind of learn from the games and, and keep growing as the season goes, um, then they've got the players within the squad to to kind of pick up start picking up more points um but yeah look it's it's great for the league and hmm. um i think it's really raising the level across the WSL um when you've got the likes of Leicester coming in and, and being as ambitious as they are absolutely i was actually going to ask you that would you rather see Leicester stay up because of their investment uh, or Birmingham stay up because of what they've been to the WSL across their time 
Yeah, look, that, that's a hard one because Birmingham no. have you know been there since day one, mm-hmm. um, and they brought so much from the league. I think in the first couple of years they were they were title challengers, um, but you know I think the game's moving on. Um, there's so many more teams that are coming into the league, like to Brighton we spoke before, Leicester, West Ham, Tottenham, um, and I think you can see that the game is growing. And unfortunately for Birmingham, the kind of support behind doesn't seem to be there. Um, so I think. It's unfortunate, but I think the way that women's football is moving at the moment, um, then unfortunately the teams that that are not keeping up to the level and the standard, then they're going to get left behind. So I think the positive thing is the top teams, they're pushing. Um, mm. And, you know, you see the likes of Chelsea, they've just renewed Sam Kerr's deal and she's one of the best players in the world. And for, for her to be playing in the league in England, that's only going to keep on, on driving the standard and the quality and... I think it's up to every other team now to keep pushing the barriers and keep breaking down kind of the restrictions that has always been in place before. And um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for women's football. And I think the more the more clubs that can push, then it's only going to benefit uh, both the players and the clubs. Yeah, you just want the, the clubs to do it and do it properly. And that is totally aimed at Birmingham. You know, they're, they're, they are getting left behind uh, by not backing, you know, the club uh, and that's the board. Uh, and we'll see that, you know, it's not working for them, but it's great to see that Leicester uh, are, are investing and backing their players and giving that 100%. Uh, let's move on to West Ham. 1-0 over Spurs. Uh, their first win over Spurs as well. Yeah, I mean, what what a first win to get. Mm. Um, I think it probably, again, surprised a few with, with Spurs' recent form of late, um, especially after their performance against Arsenal. Um, but again, West Ham are another team that have kind of regrouped this season, made a lot of changes, and and they're really having a successful season. Um, they've been hard to break down. They, they obviously beat City early on in the season, so... Um, it's you know what it's great to see I think that a lot of the teams that have probably previously struggled in the league mm. they're really starting to be competitive and starting to take points off teams unexpectedly um, but yeah they I've been impressed and they've definitely had a, a positive start to the season Absolutely. I've actually just been looking on Lisa Evans' uh, Instagram and uh, she was with us in the show a few weeks ago, uh, Gemma, and was talking about, you know, being out on loan uh, from Arsenal, who she loves so much, but just loving her football and her time with the team at West Ham. She's back from injury. She got her first goal last week and uh, an assist this week as well. She's looking brilliant. Great to see players recovering uh, from niggly injuries and, and coming back strong. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's a fantastic player and I think for her probably leaving Arsenal was a tough decision. Mm. Um, but it just shows, you know, she's, I think, to be honest, that probably sums up the players in the women's game. People want to play, they want to get better and they want to enjoy where they're playing. Um, and I think, like I said, it was probably hard for her to, to leave Arsenal and especially in how well they're doing at the minute. But yeah. she needed to do the best thing for her as a, as a player. And you can really see how good she is. And she was a huge addition for West Ham in terms of the quality that she added and the amount of professionalism she'll have, she'll have kind of experienced going through Arsenal for so many years. And yeah. I think that's, that's another huge stepping stone for the league in terms of the levels of professionalism that the clubs are providing. It's definitely contributing to the players' kind of day-to-day um, routines and and how they they are treated as a professional. That really makes a difference. Um, so yeah, Lisa Evans has has been huge for West Ham, and she's showing um, what a quality player she is, and she's really added quality to them. 
We've been actually speaking to former Spurs player Ertha Pond now on the FA's Women's Football Board. Talk Sports Bradley Hayden caught up with Ertha last week at Jason Roberts Inspire to Achieve Lunch. I've got to ask you about your, your former team Spurs at the minute. Absolutely flying <laughs> under, under Rianne's skin. I mean, how impressed have you been by them? And with City struggling at the minute, is there a chance that they could maybe try and get into those top four positions? Yeah, definitely. As you said, it's all about um, the next game and Tottenham have been amazing this season. I think they've, the players are starting to gel. You've got great players um, such as Kit. Kit is amazing. She's one of my, my favourite players from moving across from Charlton. And at the minute, they're, they're suddenly just just pulling it all together. They're, they're pulling off those one nils here and there, keeping clean sheets. But also, they've got people like Rachel Williams up front who... It is a is a storm by herself and and can score goals. So why not? Why can't they be up there? They're, if you look at their ambitions, the club, the setup, they're the type of positions that they should be challenging for. And it's about that investment. So now, actually, as a club overall, are they investing to kick on that next bit forward to be in that top three, to be in that top two, and make sure actually the resources are available? And that's the norm. Because then after that, it's about how do you get better that. Point five, that point five, that point five. Whether it's the fitness, whether it's the tactical sense, and they've got a great coach in Rianne Skinner who's who's helping leading them along the way. Eartha Pond speaking to Talksports Bradley Hayden. There, good to hear from her on the show. Uh, Gemma Bonner with us tonight. Absolute pleasure to have you with us, Gemma. And we need to speak about the NWSL Championship game as well. The Spirits two and the Red Stars one. Washington Spirit beat the Chicago Red Stars in extra time to claim their first ever NWSL title. Uh, you're playing just now uh, at Racing Louisville, uh, Gemma, and uh, you're back here because it's the end of the season there just now. Um, what's it like playing out in America? Uh, I love it, to be honest. Um, it's very different, but I went there for a new challenge um, and it's definitely been challenging and it's probably tested me in a lot of ways that um, I wasn't necessarily getting tested here. And I've really tried to embrace the, the culture, the different style of football, um, and obviously kind of moving and living abroad mm-hmm. um, but yeah I've, I've really loved every every minute of it so far how, how are you challenged differently is it just a case of not being at home um, the game's very different okay um, I think the way that the football's played over there it's not necessarily as um, I'm probably seen not as tactical or technical and I find the games are a lot quicker over there because there's mm-hmm. so many more transitions and um, I think the level of competitiveness within the league, you can see, you know, um, it's not a surprise if the, if the bottom team beats the top team. Right. Um, and I think with the way that the kind of squads are, are put together over there with the draft and um, the quality of the players you're coming up against every single week is you're coming up against top internationals, no matter who you play in. Mm. I think that's probably something that I've really embraced and, and love the challenge of, you know, every week for me in my position, I'm playing up against usually a World Cup winner. Wow. Um, and probably just one, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of level of, of player and the competitiveness for me, I, I've loved it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's great to hear the positivity as well. And when when you're back here, would you be looking for a loan deal in the WSL for the next wee while? Well, the off season? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've only just got back. Um, just <laughs> um, and we start pre-season in January. So um, it was it was kind of a bit of a, a frustrating year for me in terms of 
I didn't actually get out to America until I think it was June time. So I missed a lot of the season. Right. Um, just with, with the transfer going through. Um, so for me, I, I'm excited to go back in January and, and really kind of kind of have a good pre-season behind me. Um, and we're definitely as a club looking to to challenge and, and definitely make the playoffs next year. Well, how do you keep yourself fit while you're while you are here, Gemma? Is that uh, is that training on your own? Um, well, at the moment, it's running these miles with Kevin. No. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've I've tried to have a little bit of a break um, and just kind of been away from home for six months. Um, it's been nice to kind of just come back and. Mm. It'll probably have been the first time in a long time that I've had maybe this chance to kind of, you know, kind of not forget about training, but just kind of see family and do what I need to do. Um, and then I'll I'll definitely start building it up in the coming weeks, um, ready to go back in January. So it's, I say it's tough training on your own, but I think we're all used to that now, probably from mm. the COVID situation. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to go back. Um, but for for now, I'm really kind of trying to make the most of the time at home because it, it's not been much for the past few years. Yeah, you need to enjoy that. You're human at the end of the day, and you need that time with your family. Um, just before we move on to a break, Gemma, is there any players in America who'll be looking to make a wee January transfer over to the WSL? Do you know of anyone? Oh, I I couldn't tell you. Tell um, us. Tell us. I have an American phone and an English phone, and the girls will tell you none of them have my English number. No, oh, okay. She <laughs> sat on the fence for yeah, that one. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd be intrigued to be honest. I've just seen obviously the news of Abby Del Kemper going to um, San Diego, so she was Casey's first signing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be intrigued, um, and I'm sure you know what the, the WSL is a, a fantastic league. I've I've played in it for so many years, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the players were obviously attracted to it. Um, and there's so many quality players over there. Um, so, yeah, who knows? You, you'll have to tell me. <laughs> OK, fair enough. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name is Shabana Hare and that is Gemma Borner, who is with us tonight. And next, we're going to be chatting to Championship Player of the Month, Leanne Kiernan. Good evening, how are you? Hope you had a lovely weekend. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban. Gemma Bonner from Racing Louisville uh, is with us tonight as well. I'm pleased to say that we're now joined by Leanne Kiernan from Liverpool and Championship Player of the Month. Good evening, Leanne, how are you? Hi, Shaban, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Lovely to have you with us tonight um, and we just have to say massive congratulations first because you're on another level at the moment, Leanne. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, it's really nice to be awarded last month with them awards but obviously as a team we're doing pretty well so happy out. Oh, you should be a politician. I love that. You just have to balance it out there. Nobody likes to take the credit themselves when they're getting uh, named uh, for an accolade on their own. Uh, how many goals is it you've got this season now, Leanne? You scored yesterday as well. Um, I think seven or eight. Oh, brilliant. Well done. And you've come from West Ham, moving to Liverpool um, and dropping down that league. Um, I have to ask you, what's that like and how's that been for you? Um, Obviously, it was um, a big change moving from West Ham to um, a different city. 
which I've quite enjoyed actually. And um, it's just nice, not injured. I'm playing weekly and it's just nice to kind of get back in the flow of things. So I'm really enjoying it. And you're playing under Matt Beard as well. He's got experience, um, obviously, with the Women's Super League and now uh, at the helm at Liverpool. You played with him at West Ham as well, is that right? I did, surely, yeah. Um, So I've known Matt now. This is my fourth year under him. Wow. And how is that all going? I mean, he's clearly getting the best out of you. Yeah, of course. Um, No, it's going really well. And I'm glad like he had the trust in me to bring me back now to Liverpool, which I really appreciate. And it's it's been going well, Touchwood. It, keep, it keeps up. <laughs> what would Liverpool's aim be? I take it is to gain promotion because it would be brilliant for, for derbies and competitiveness to see Liverpool moving up in at the WSL. Of course, yeah. Promotion's our number one goal. And it's just like week in, week out. We just need to focus on the games um, ahead. But hopefully, at the end of the season, we'll be lifting the trophy and up to WSL, please God. Well, we are sitting top of the table at the moment, quite comfortably, four points ahead. Um, and uh, let's talk about you personally. Would it be would it be exciting, Leanne, to to help Liverpool gain promotion to the Women's Super League, uh, thanks to your goals and how well you're doing this season, uh, or to be in the WSL? Of course, yeah, that was a big aim. Um, of mine, especially moving to a Championship side, is to get them back up into um the big league and hopefully now that's the plan and it's it's going well so far so let's hope it keeps up Gemma um, Gemma Bonner's with us as well Gemma you played for Liverpool you've got a question for Leanne yeah hi Leanne hi Gemma how are you hi I'm good it's great to see you doing so well um, obviously I've been watching Liverpool quite closely being a, a previous club of mine and close connection um, how did you find moving over to a different country um obviously you were quite young when you did it I think I'm obviously a little bit older doing it now but I know you were quite young when you first moved over so how did you find that yeah of course um great question I get this asked a lot actually um it was a big thing moving out home I think I just turned um 19 maybe and I'm quite a big family person so it was a big thing moving out and especially like I've never been away from home before this like for college or anything so mm-hmm. It was a big thing moving out, but I'm really enjoying it now. And honestly, when I go back, the weekend's enough. I go mad at home. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the big city lights now, uh, Leanne. Um, and what about the competition as well in the championship? Uh, who would be your threats? Um, of course, like you have the likes of London City, mm-hmm. our Nick and Points, and the likes of Durham. We went away to them last weekend or the weekend before, and that's always a tough game away. But listen, you can't really underestimate any teams in this league. We've got two draws so far, so we just we just got to keep nipping away at every team. And just finally, Leanne, a game last week, Trent Alexander-Arnold was in the audience watching um, you score a couple of goals as well. That must have been quite exciting. Yeah, exactly. It was lovely to see um, one of the men's teams there coming up to our game, which is it's really nice. And, you know, just showing his support in general. And I see a lot of them... Um, a lot of them like follow the page and follow the women's page, which is really nice to see. Yeah, no, it is brilliant. It's all one team at the end of the day and it's all football. Uh, Leanne Kiernan, thank you so much for your time tonight. Well done. Keep up the good work as well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Liverpool, 23 points in the Championship and London City Lioness is 19 points. Then it's Palace with 18 points and Durham on 18 points as well. Leanne Kiernan, Championship Player of the Month. Well done to her. And uh, let's talk now about the international focus as well, Gemma, um, because it's international break again. Does that ever annoy you just ever so slightly? 
Yeah, I mean, there always seems to be an international break. And I think depending on whether you're winning or losing at the time, it's whether you like it or not. Um, so I think a lot of the players will, will be happy now going into a, um, the international break. It can kind of provide you a little bit of a, a breather from club football. Um, there's obviously different pressures. And I think from a club point of view, it's obviously quite frustrating because you can just start getting to build momentum and, and getting a bit of kind of you know, connection with the players around you. Um, and then all of a sudden it changes for a couple of weeks and you don't have much time to then come back and straight back into club mode. So, um, but, you know, as a, as a player, you want to be involved in every international possible. So, absolutely, um, yeah, it's, it's part of the game. Uh, Jordan Nobbs will be pleased to be back into the international setup. She's been recalled to England for the first time since April under Serena Wagman. She'll be pleased. Yeah, she will. I mean, Jordan's a fantastic player. She's she's had a struggle with injuries recently in the past few years, so I know she'll be really disappointed to have missed out um, in the in the previous squads. But you know, when you can bring players like Jordan with the experience that she's got, um, particularly with the the young players that are in there now, um, you know, she'll be delighted, and especially with the games being in at her home back in Sunderland. Um, yeah, she'll, she'll be really happy about that and I'm sure she'll be going out to try and prove that she should be there. Absolutely. I mean, we saw it happen for, for Beth Mead, didn't you? Just when you think she's she's out of it, she's been brought back in, she's turned it around and she's unstoppable at the moment. And you are seeing that form from Jordan Nobbs as well, uh, playing at Arsenal, uh, seeing her starting to spring it back a little bit. Uh, just finally as well, uh, without Leah Williamson uh, at this camp and at this call, uh, who do you think will be captain in England this time round without Steph Houghton and Lucy Bronze? Oh. Oh, that's a big uh, question. Um, yeah, obviously there's there's a lot of players that have been in and around. Um, there's like Jill Scott, Ellen White. They've they've all got the natural leadership and they know what international football is around. So I think for me it's probably um, a natural. Obviously Ellen White's been captain at City as well. Jill's been a previous captain. Um, so I think you know you've not got too far to look around the change room in in terms of who there is. There's Kara Walsh in midfield. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's plenty plenty of players, and I think for me the the players lead in their own different ways. Um, so I think you know probably probably anyone. Uh, the majority of that squad it'll be a natural kind of role to step into Okay well we're looking ahead to some of those international games this week England play Austria at the Stadium of Light on Saturday Scotland take on Ukraine on Friday Northern Ireland away to North Macedonia on Thursday uh, as well as Republic of Ireland they're going to host Slovakia on Thursday as well uh, Gemma that's all we've got time for tonight thank you so much for uh, for chatting to us it's been brilliant to get your insight No, Thank you so much for having me no problem at all and good luck with your run as well tonight hope it all goes well thanks to Tom, Gary, Leanne, Kiernan and producer Flo and all of you for listening as well and if you miss any of the show download the Women's Football Weekly Podcast it's via the TalkSport app